For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is New Bedford's news talk station. The place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Welcome into the program. Nice to be back in the studio. It was great being out on the road yesterday at Rochelle's Restaurant. Thanks to everybody that came by. We had a lot of folks that stopped in and said, hey, love listening to you on the radio. Heard you talking about Rochelle's. Wanted to come and try it out. And we had a lot of people that were interested in the Seize the Deal. By the time I left, and I didn't stay very long after the show was over. When the show ends, I just start packing things up because... It was really busy at Rochelle's yesterday uh, at 9 a.m. when I wrapped up the show. And I know they needed the tables. They needed back the two tables that I was using for the broadcast. So I said, let me pack up and get out of here as fast as I can because there's actually a wait for people to sit down and have breakfast. So I packed up as quickly as I could. And so it was probably about 9.15 when I was completely wrapped up and ready to go. And I checked and I saw that at that point in time, 75% of the deals that we had on sale for Rochelle's were already gone. By the time I came back to the station, unloaded the equipment, brought in the leftover food for everyone to enjoy, sat down at my desk and checked again, sold out. So we will definitely be, uh, you know, hope, well, hopefully we'll be able to have some more deals for you for Rochelle's, but we will definitely have more deals for you and more different uh, shows that we'll be out there doing on the road. And I really enjoyed getting to talk to everybody. I couldn't get anybody to come up to the mic. Well, except for our special guest who stopped in, Taylor Cormier. But I couldn't get any of the regular diners to come over and join in the conversation. Everybody kind of, every time I mentioned it, they kind of looked at the microphone sheepishly. But that's okay. I think some of them actually went outside and called me from the car afterwards. But, uh, that's, that's the great thing about doing these shows out on the road is I can always bring that extra microphone so that you can take part in the conversation right there in front of us, right there in front of everybody. If that doesn't make you nervous, I don't know what will. No, these these shows are always great. The, the people that are dining are always great. I worry because, you know, when I go out to eat, I'm not looking for any extra distractions, right? So I'm worried that people will be like, oh, I don't want to sit near the radio show guy because he's just going to be talking the whole time. But really, people... People do. They want to sit, sit around and hang out and, and hear the show. Even though they can only hear, you know, my side of it, they like to hear the show. So, and if you ever do go out and see us in a restaurant, whether it's me or any of the other shows that we'll put out there on the road, keep in mind, all you have to do is download the WBSM app and you can sit there and listen at the table. Now, it's going to be a little bit of a delay and you're going to need to keep your volume not too, too loud so it doesn't give me any interference or feedback. But yeah, you can hear the show. I was at um, 
I think it was the last time I was at Just Another Phoenix. And three couples came in to eat. And they said, well, how can we hear you in here? Can they put you on the radio, you know, in the speakers? I said, no, 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 they can't do that because it'll give me too much feedback. But if you download the app, you can sit at the table and listen. And so they did. But then they would come up and ask me about something that I just said, you know, 30 seconds before. And I said, no, that's already out of my brain. Are you kidding me? 30 seconds? It's already out of my brain. All right. Well, we have a lot that we can discuss this morning. Uh, no real bear update for you today. 6-11, almost 6-12 on Wednesday, June 7th. You want a bear update? I can give you a, a small one. Uh, yesterday, someone who I know personally, and so I trust this report, The I'm assuming this is the Carver bear, because now, as we know, there's two different bears acknowledged by Mass Wildlife. The Carver bear had come down into the Plymouth air, uh, into the Wareham area. It was seen in the vicinity of Beach Street, which, if you're not familiar with Beach Street, there's two different Beach Street things in, in Wareham. One is Beach Road, I believe. That's down on Swift Beach, and that actually goes to the beach. Then there's Beach Street, which is kind of on the Wareham Carver line that uh, doesn't seem to go to any beach. It connects to some other, you know, back roads up in Carver. There's a couple of small ponds along the road, but I don't, I never understood why it was Beach Street, unless it's just naming it Beach Street, like, you know, in just to name it Beach Street. It doesn't have to necessarily lead to a beach. But that's where the bear was seen roaming through some yards. I was, I saw a photograph. And again, this is a person that I know personally and trust. So, you know, I know this isn't a, a photo from somewhere else or, a Photoshop or anything like that. So we added that to our bear tracker. There was a couple of other bear tracker additions in the last couple of days. Our own Kristen Pacheco here at WBSM and Fun 107 has been doing a great job of keeping up with all of that. So we've we've got a couple of dozen sightings now on the bear tracker map, which is at WBSM.com. You can click right on the link at the top. But we've got a couple of dozen sightings there. And if you have a sighting, there's a form right there to enter in the information and to send us photos and videos. And I try to check that every day and make sure that there's, you know, updates done. But if if you send something and I haven't updated it or if you want to get it to me more immediately, you can always send it to Tim at WBSM.com or send it via the WBSM app and we will get that updated. But that's the only bear update I have for you today. Just Just one sighting that I saw reported. But uh, there's a lot that we can discuss. Dartmouth had a town meeting last night. Uh, there was a lot that was discussed as part of that. They did approve a new position that would handle communications for the town, which was kind of really just, you know, it, it, there was some money that had to go into it, but they were eliminating a licensing aid position, and that's kind of freed up the money for that. There were some other things that were discussed. And I told you one of the stories that I was following along with was the idea of permitting, registering all of the donation bins that are in the town. And and I said, this is something that's going to become a problem. And the town of Dartmouth has acknowledged as much. Now, Dartmouth is not a place that you think of as a town that lets a lot of trash be all over the place. As you know, they have an ordinance where uh, stores can be fined for their shopping carts being all over the place. So, like, they take this kind of stuff seriously. And so they wanted to stay ahead of the curve, and they put this 
warrant on the town on the town this article on the town meeting warrant about having registrations for these donation bins because what happens inevitably is someone comes along they leave a bin which they have the best of intentions they leave a bin to collect these donations for usually for charity sometimes these are for for-profit organizations but generally they're for non-profits and they want you to come and donate your old shoes, your old clothes, what have you. But inevitably, people can't be trusted with such a such an enterprise. And instead, they come and they dump things that wouldn't belong there. You know, they come and they leave a couch outside a clothing donation bin. Or some busted up bicycles. Or in some cases, outright trash. Just bags of trash. And unfortunately, that falls upon the people who are in charge of the donation bin to clean up. That becomes their problem. And that's not fair, but somebody has to do it. So now what they were doing in Dartmouth is they will require you to be registered to leave one of those bins. And you can only leave them in certain locations. But the registering of the means that they have someone they can immediately contact when they feel like it needs to get cleaned up. And then, you know, I didn't get too deep into the into the article on the warrant, but I'm sure there will be steps that they will take at that point where you have, you know, X amount of days to get this cleaned up. Because we've seen it. it, it you have a place like Look at Savers. All right. We've we've talked about that before here on WBSM and with Mayor Mitchell. And we've had articles about it where Savers was fined previously for having too much stuff out and back of the store. Now, if they're going to take donations and there's going to be stuff that they can't put out for sale, then they need to get rid of it. They can't just leave it piled up outside the back. But also, if you've ever gone through the donations, you know, into the donation area at Savers, there's usually more cars than there are employees. And there's usually people just dropping stuff and driving away before it's actually checked by somebody. So I'm sure just the same as with these donation bins or people who are like, all right, nobody's looking. I can drop this, you know, trash, this this stuff that nobody's going to want, but I don't want it either and I can't throw it away, so I'm just going to leave it outside Savers. When I went last, about this time last year, I did a spring cleaning, cleaned out my basement, cleaned out all the stuff that I've been sitting on, stuff that I said, you know, oh, you know, this is valuable. Someday I'm going to resell this or, you know, all this stuff that I'd held on to for years that I was finally like, you know what? I'm never going to do anything with all this. Let me get rid of it. Like, I still had all my son's board games from growing up, all of his books. You know, like, nobody wanted them. Nobody had a child that was interested in them. You know, both my nephews have already aged out of that stuff. So I'm like, well, I'll, actually, all three of my nephews, well, one of them will age into it, but he's a long way off and my sister doesn't want to store it until then. So we've got all this stuff nobody's going to use. We want to donate it to somebody. We went to Savers. We had a van packed full of stuff. And as we're emptying it, I'm seeing stuff that's out there that people have just left that I said, well, nobody wants that. They're not going to put that out in the store for sale. Like People just left stuff here. I was trying to be cognizant of the fact that they have a lot of cardboard to throw away. And so I was like, okay, well, if I can use this box, I'm taking it back. So like the banana boxes, banana boxes are great. They hold a lot of weight. 
and they're great for storing things. So, like, I was like, all right, well, I'm bringing these banana boxes back. And I, I didn't want to leave anything in a box that, you know, could have gone into some something else. Plus, you can reuse the boxes. You want to go back and pack some more stuff up. You know, why why leave the box behind? But it was just amazing how people just left it there, di- different things there, and said, well, Savers, that's your problem now. So I'm interested in seeing where that goes because of all of these new regulations as to what we can put in the trash. And it's still something that people aren't aware of. The fact that they're not aware of it and the fact that there's no punishment for not following it makes me think that it was just a bunch of hollow garbage, pun intended. Okay, so you can't throw a mattress away. We get that. Mattresses have to be broken down and recycled. We get that. We understand that. But who's going through our trash to make sure we're not throwing away clothes that are wearable? You know, just because somebody could wear it doesn't mean that I feel comfortable donating it in the state that it's in. I don't want to give a donation of clothes that has holes in it. My assumption is that the donation center, if they got clothes that have holes in them, no matter what it is, whether it be, you know, savers putting them out there to make money, whether it be the Salvation Army putting it out there for their thrift stores or to donate to people that need it, to the Red Cross, whoever it might be. My assumption is they don't want clothes with holes in them. But I can't take those clothes with holes in them and just throw them in the trash. That's not a good enough reason now to throw clothes away under these new regulations. Instead, I have to reuse it. So if it's a pair of jeans with a hole in the knee, although I guess some people wear those, but if it's a pair of jeans with a hole in the knee, I'm supposed to take that and stuff it in my attic for insulation? That's legitimately one of the suggestions that was made. We talked about this at length on my 9 o'clock show back when it happened last fall with just some of the ridiculous suggestions and I was asking people, you know, have you ever taken old denim jeans and stuffed them into your attic as insulation? That just seems like you're taking old jeans and shoving them in your attic. But that was the suggestion. So I'm I'm excited to see more regulation of that because I know it's going to become a problem as people are dumping stuff more and more. That's if they start even enforcing those regulations. Anyway, 508-996-0500. We can talk about that. I also want to discuss a little bit too. I mentioned it yesterday, but the story that I have up now at WBSM.com and on the app about this woman in, she's a Mattapoisett resident, but she was living in Marion for a little while. Now she's back in Mattapoisett and her cat went missing when she was living in Marion and she's gone four months without seeing him. They were reunited on Monday And I thought that that was an interesting story unto itself. You know, a heartwarming story of a woman and her beloved pet reunited after four months. When you think about it, being missing since February 4th, I know we didn't have a lot of snow, but we had a lot of cold spells toward the end of the winter. And we've had some some cold and wet times throughout the spring. So it's pretty impressive that the cat, you know, survived all that time outside they're built for it of course but not every domesticated animal can survive in those conditions i'm sure there was a lot of ingenuity on the part of seven finding a warm place to sleep at night sneaking into somebody's you know basement or something but 
they were reunited, and I thought that was a heartwarming story enough. But when I started talking to Vanessa Gates yesterday, we, we were chatting over Messenger, and when I started to hear her story and research her a little bit more and realize, wow, like she's she's got a story to tell and she's had a rough time. Allegedly, her husband tried to burn down the home she lives in with her son while they were sleeping, while they were in the home. He set a mattress on fire, allegedly, because he hasn't been convicted of anything yet. And so now the house is total the house is destroyed she's living in a camper in the driveway but she has been reunited with her beloved cat seven so you can read all about that and see seven for yourself at wbsm.com and on the app uh, but we can talk some more about that it's just it's it's one of those stories that you'll read it today and you'll say to yourself i guess you know some good things do happen for all the negativity in the world you know i'm sure we can address the the Richmond shooting that happened yesterday, I, I guess we'll say early evening, outside of a graduation, two people killed, five more shot. You know, for all of those stories that we have to talk about and that we have to report, it's good that there's some stories like a woman who has been through a lot, going through her own health issues now and all kinds of other problems, being reunited with her cat. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a few moments. Just in a moment or so, we will go into the newsroom with Kate Robinson. After that, we can talk more with you at 508-996-0500. You can also hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app if you want to text us. You can also leave us an open line voicemail on the WBSM app as well. Also on the app, that's where you can register to win a pair of tickets to see Willie Nelson's Outlaw Music Festival. It's happening in September at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield, and uh, we've been drawing a winner every day. I, I keep forgetting to announce it on the air because we've had so much going on the last few days, but congratulations to Joseph Botello, who was our winner yesterday, and Joseph got an email from Casey already alerting him that he is the winner, and we will select another winner today, and then we'll have winners again Thursday and Friday. And that'll be it. That'll all, that's all the Willie Nelson Outlaw Music Festival tickets that we'll have. However, we will have tickets to other shows throughout the course of the summer, including, I believe next week, we're going to be giving away tickets to see Ed Sheeran. It's either next week or the week after. I'll check the calendar. But we're going to be giving away tickets to see Ed Sheeran at Gillette Stadium, one of the hottest tickets of the summer, and we have them to give away for an entire week. So we'll have all those details for you as soon as we have them up at WBSM.com and on the app for you to be able to enter in and win a pair of tickets to see Ed Sheeran. Even if you don't like Ed Sheeran's music, I guarantee you someone in your life does. Somebody in your life is going to want those tickets, and you can be the hero by winning them for them uh, when we give those away. But this week, it's Willie Nelson and the Outlaw Music Festival, and uh, you will have a good time there. Even if you uh, don't like Willie Nelson's music, just... Just breathe in. 
Breathe in and relax at a Willie Nelson concert, and I promise you, you will have a good time. All right, let's go into the WBSM newsroom now with Kate Robinson. A pair of GOP heavyweights are jumping into 2024 presidential race. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie announced his candidacy during a town hall event in New Hampshire on Tuesday night. Meanwhile, former VP Pence is expected to formally announce his candidacy tonight in Iowa. Canadian wildfires are causing air quality alerts as smoke hits the U.S. Regions of New York have been placed under an air quality advisory. Northeast Pennsylvania and southern New England also reported air quality issues. At least two people are dead after a shooting that followed a high school graduation in Virginia. One witness, Jason Alexander, describes the chaotic scene. Everybody started running and I pushed her down on the ground. We got down on the ground and um, it's just chaos from there. You just kept hurting shots. It was like eight, nine, ten shots. It happened Tuesday near the campus of Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond. Police say seven people suffered gunshot wounds. Several others were injured in the panic that followed, including a nine-year-old who was struck by a car. Two people were taken into custody, but police say they believe one of the subjects was not involved in the shooting. Authorities plan to seek murder charges against a 19-year-old suspect. There is no longer a threat to the public. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Saudi Arabia. On Tuesday, he met with the Saudi crown prince to discuss joint efforts to combat terrorism and expand economic cooperation. The meeting comes amid rising tensions between the two countries and just one day after Saudi Arabia said it will cut oil production this summer, which will likely push gas prices higher in the U.S. It's officially the deadliest time of the year for teenage drivers. AAA says the 100 days between Memorial Day and Labor Day is when there are the most accidents involving teens. It's also when teens are more susceptible to risky behavior like speeding and distracted driving. Prince Harry will be back in court today to defend himself against the British tabloids. Harry is accusing the publisher of the Daily Mirror of using unlawful techniques to gather information about his personal life for front-page headlines. He took to the witness stand on Tuesday, becoming the first senior member of the royal family to testify in court in over a century. And DeMar Hamlin is back on the field. The Buffalo Bills safety took part in team drills during organized team activities in Orchard Park on Tuesday. Trey Thomas has more. Hamlin continues to progress after suffering cardiac arrest during a game against the Cincinnati Bengals on January 2nd. Bill's general manager, Brandon Bean, said that he's really proud of Hamlin and is thrilled for where he's at in his journey. Bean told reporters that the next step for Hamlin will be putting on pads and tackling during training camp. I'm Trey Thomas. In other sports, the PGA Tour and Saudi-backed LIV Golf are announcing a merger in a stunning end to their bitter rivalry. Mike Tirico, who does a variety of sports commentary for NBC, weighs in. Surprised is an understatement. I think the golf world, including the biggest names in the sport, were stunned. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Those brokering the deal call it historic, saying it will unify the game around the world. But the decision is being met with shock and disbelief by others. The news came as a massive surprise even to top players on the PGA Tour, some who sacrificed hundreds of millions of dollars reportedly offered by the LIV Tour. And the Red Sox beat the Cleveland Guardians 5-4. to The teams face off again tonight at 7-10. 
Now for your local forecast from ABC6. Well, you can expect another day of hazy skies as that smoke from central Canada is being pulled into our weather pattern. Today, we'll have a mixture of some sun and clouds this morning with showers developing in the afternoon. Highs reaching near 70 degrees today. And for overnight tonight, we get down to 45 degrees. And for tomorrow, some more spotty showers, cooler weather, high of 66. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. Right now, it is 54 degrees and sunny and smoky out there. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's news talk station. And get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. And 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. You can also hit us up on the WBSM app or on open line voicemails on the WBSM app as well. And, you know, yesterday I left here. I don't know. I, I had another late day. I think I left around 430 or so. Um, I had to make a stop at the store. And then because, again, anybody that knows and has been listening knows that I can never shop for more than one day at a time. Uh, but so I stopped at the store. And started heading down 195 West. Was going to go head over to Dartmouth and do a little shopping over there. And when I started driving down the highway, now I'm noticing how smoky it is out. And I'm noticing how it's starting to get a little overcast. And next thing you know, this storm just comes rolling in. Hail following, falling everywhere, lightning striking. As I'm going down 195 and I get to like the, you know, the Cogsall Street area there, I can see lightning coming down and striking in the near north end somewhere. I don't know where. And I'm just seeing this light show of lightning as the hail is coming down and it's almost impossible to see anything. And just all I can think of as this is happening. Like, this is what the end will look like. And I'm watching the, the, the bolts of lightning come down and the hail is bouncing off my car. And I'm thinking to myself. I don't know if we'll survive this one. But we made it. When, when I was in high school... Uh, my English teacher, Mr. McCurtain, read to us, and I can't remember which Yeats poem it was, but he said that when he hears it, he pictures this song, and that this song would be, you know, the end of the world. And O Fortuna, which is the opening to uh, Carl Orff's Carmina Burana, it's a great song like that, but it, it's also like, that's what the Patriots come out to, you know, before they have Crazy Train start. So, you know, it's it's also a beginning, I guess, as well. But that's all that could pop into my head was that song. As I'm looking at the uh, at the sky darkening and the bolts of lightning coming down and the hail coming down, and it was pretty good size hail. 
I didn't get out and see any with myself because I was driving, but I saw photos that people were, were posting and some of them it looked to be like the, you know, the size of a quarter, which is pretty good size hail. There was a time when I was, uh, in Halifax at my cousin's house when, when my, when my aunt and uncle used to have a house out there and the first haunted house I was ever in. And there was a hailstorm. And as the hail was coming down, like, it actually hurt. And I'd never really, like, it, you know, it always feels a little bit discomforting. But this hail actually hurt. Like, when it hit you in the head, it was like, oof. And it looked like that hail might have been like that. But, again, I was in the car, so I was protected. But it was quite the storm. And it had been a while since we'd had a thunderstorm. You know, we've kind of been waiting for one. So it was nice to have... First of all, some different weather because it was, you know, supposed to be on the verge of it all day long and you're out there and it's sunny. And uh, I was talking to a guy yesterday at Rochelle's who was saying, like, I'm, well, you know, I, I got to go home and do my gardening. And I said, well, it's going to, it's going to rain. And he said, ah, it's not going to rain. Not for a long time yet. And I said, well, I wouldn't want to get out there and get in the middle of it and have those clouds roll in. But, I'm sure he got his gardening in. If he started, you know, at 9 o'clock as I was leaving, I'm sure he got it in. 508-996-0500. Got to take my next break. We'll be back in a few moments. must be the Thompson fraternal twins. But there's there's still three of them. I don't know if like two of them are the Thompson twins and one of them is just along for the ride. I don't know, but fair enough. Got a pretty good career out of it. Of course, that being their biggest hit. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, uh, whatever is on your mind. I've got a few things that I definitely want to talk about with you this morning. As I mentioned, first of all, that story, if you need to start your, your day in a good, positive way, check out the story that I have about the Mattapoisett woman who was reunited with her cat after four months. And when you read about it, you read about what she's been through. I mean, allegedly, her husband tried to kill her. Her husband was arrested for attempted murder, for setting a mattress on fire, in their home while her and her son were in the home. They were able to escape the fire. They got the cats out. They have two cats, seven and Blaze. They got the cats out and brought them to a new place where they were going to be staying, and seven ran away. He got spooked, as, as Vanessa Gates said, and ran away, and so for four months she's been looking for him. Well, it just so happens that on Monday... A young lady from Marion and her parents were able to bring 
seven into their garage and hold on to him until Vanessa could get there and pick him up. And now she has been reunited with this cat that she loves so deeply. And again, you can read that story at WBSM.com and on the app. But there are other things that we can discuss as well. I want to get into that story that you've heard Kate mention in the news about the Cape and Islands District Attorney now investigating the potential for a hate crime in the situation in which the uh, the owner of a business in Hyannis was outside another business in Hyannis and got into a, a verbal altercation with some people that apparently had called you know the police to say that he was out drunk driving he called the police uh million phillips is the the person's name he told channel five on monday that he called the police on john shea who is the proprietor of the local business known as trader eds he he called the police after he and his friends last week saw shea clearly drinking and driving and that phillips believes shea found out about the call which led him to make violent threats uh, this is what Phillips told Channel 5. He basically came up and started harassing me, saying I didn't belong here and calling me a monkey and stuff. Like, I'm going to shoot you. I'll get you with a shotgun. I'll shoot you in the back of the head. Now, calling him a monkey is important in this because Phillips is black. Shay um, encountered then he encountered Phillips outside in the Embargo restaurant on Main Street in Hyannis, and he can be heard in the video saying, which I've, I've seen the video, it was going around Reddit, uh, he says in the video, do you expletive know who I am? Get the expletive out of my town. Get the expletive out of my town. You use my name again, you'll end up in a grave. You use my name again, you'll end up in a grave. He was repeating himself quite a bit, as uh, inebriated people tend to do. At another point, Phillips is heard asking, you're going to call me the N-word? And then Shay replies, I just called you the N-word. When Phillips asks why he did that, Shea replies, because you act like one. And then there's an incident where Shay is stepping on Phillips' foot and Phillips says that's assault and, you know, the, it kind of devolves from there. But you, the, the video is going around. You can see it. It's on Reddit. Um, I would play it on the air, but I don't have a censored version of it. Uh, so it is, it is certainly the potential to be a hate crime. The fact that he is out on this public street calling Phillips the N-word. Now, I don't know how much a jury or a judge would take into account the fact that he is inebriated clearly in this video as he is saying this stuff. Now, in some cases, being inebriated might make you say things that you don't really mean. But I think a lot of us feel like alcohol removes some of the filters that we would normally put on ourselves in polite society. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. But there's a lot of comments going around. Again, this is stuff that you read on Reddit and on social media, so you have to take it all with a grain of salt. But there's a lot going around saying, like, this is typical of this guy. You know, he's he's kind of a, a brute. He's kind of a, a boorish individual, and he will, you know, say these kind of things. So I don't know that to be true. I'm just saying what people have said. I, I've never been to uh, Trader Ed's. I've never actually, I think, oh, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say I've never been out in Hyannis drinking, but I, I have. I just have fuzzy memories of it. We did my brother's 21st birthday and my brother-in-law's bachelor party 
in Hyannis. So I have been down there. I just don't remember much of it. I do remember I'm supposedly banned from the British Beer Company down there, but they might have changed their mind. It's been a long time. It's been over a decade. They might let me back in. Anyway, 508-996-0500 if you want to have your voice heard on that. We'll talk more about that through the course of the show uh, and we'll talk about some other situations as well, including a story we have up at WBSM.com that was written by Fun107's Jackson regarding a Seacock, Seacock restaurant generating a lot of controversy over a dessert item on the menu. So we'll talk more about that as well. But right now, i got to take my final break of the hour. We'll be right back. All right, we have just a few moments here before we're going to go into the newsroom. And then when we come back on the other side... We can talk more with you, uh, including that story about the Seaconk restaurant with a very controversial dessert. We'll get into all of that. Uh, but I also want to let you know, too, that Bay Coast Bank proudly presents the 8th Annual Lemonade Day South Coast. This beloved event returns Saturday, June 24th. So you still have time to get registered today at southcoastlemonadeday.org. So you go there to go to that website, southcoastlemonadeday.org, and your kids will be on their way to being small business owners and earning their own money. We've already seen the announcement of some of these uh, these stands that will be open on June 24th, and the ones that I've seen are all raising money for charities and for different civic organizations, and one, one is Let's Eliminate Cancer. I love that. That's so great. So, And some kids are going to be doing this just to put some money in their own pockets. Maybe there's something that they want to buy. Maybe they want to have a little spending cash for the summer. It doesn't matter. It's all about teaching kids how to run their own small business. And it's made possible with support from A&M Driving School, 7-Eleven in Mattapoisett, and the committee to elect Bruce Oliveira for school committee. And many other great sponsors as well. So check it out, southcoastlemonadeday.org. You can also go to wbsm.com and right there at the top in that menu we have right at the top, there is a link there for South Coast Lemonade Day and you can click on that and be able to register as well. Really looking forward to all of the photos that I'll see. I'm going to be away and for... Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.